do me a favor. Let's stand to your feet. Now, while you're standing, do me a favor. I want you to take like maybe 15 seconds and give Jesus Christ the loudest praise with your voice and with your hand claps. Come on. How many know that the Bible says that there are tents there are shouts of joy and enthusiasm in the tents of the Lord. Amen? And so it just seemed like it was a little quiet in this place. How many know that in heaven there is no quietness? Uh, but how many know there's a life? There's so much life in heaven. So how many know that we should be people of life and we want to, we want to exude that in Christ? Amen? Amen? Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Amen. Well, keep standing on your feet and go ahead and turn to Matthew's gospel, chapter number 6, if you will. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 6, and we're going to read just a few verses this morning, and this will be our foundational text from which we will build upon today. And when you get to Matthew, chapter number 6, you can say amen. Amen. <clears throat> and it reads, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you have given us so much. That you died that we might have life, Lord. You died. You spilled your blood so that we can be in this place today, Lord God, worshiping you, seeking you, loving you, adoring you, living for you. God, nothing means more to us than knowing that we have eternal security with Christ. Nothing is more important to us, Lord, than knowing, God, that we will rule and reign with you someday. And so, Lord, as we gather this morning in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus, in the, Christ, in, 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 in the presence of the Christ, the risen Lord, as we gather this morning, God, we gather knowing, God, that we have the victory in Jesus. So, God, sharpen our tools this morning. Make us wise. Make us understanding. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would enlighten every person. That every person that will hear this morning will be transformed, not because of me, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Descend on this place. 
and renew our minds, renew our thinking, God, that we might think like Christ and be more conformed to his image. This is our hope. This is our greatest desire and our greatest ambition. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. We are in the third part of our series entitled Good Times. I was thinking this morning as I was reflecting how quickly, uh, you know, I told you a couple of weeks ago that that Thanksgiving and Christmas comes around like really, really fast. And uh, within a couple of weeks, uh, we have a bunch of people coming in town, and, and it seemed like the time is really, really running short. So the whole purpose of this series was so that we can maximize the opportunities that God is going to give us during this holiday season. To us as Christians, uh, this time is is not just about turkey, toys, and Christmas trees. Amen? Uh, It is about changing lives. It is about advancing the cause of Christ in the earth. And so I really want you and I to be really purposeful. I want us to think about ways by which we can really make an impact for God. How many of you want to make an impact for God? I would say that this is a tremendous and a wonderful season to do just that. And we kicked off our series and we talked about uh, the challenge or is a good time to forgive. Everybody say forgive. What what God really wants us to do more than anything else in this season, hear me, is he really wants us to work on our relational structure. How many know that, that it is the will of God that you be initiators in reconciling and setting the record straight. Y'all ought to say, y'all say somebody say amen to me. Yeah. How many know that this is a great time to settle the score with people? This is a great time to reach out. It's a great time to forgive, but not only you forgive, but you be a facilitator of forgiveness. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, for these shall be called the children of of God. And so when we as believers take the initiative and say, you know what, I'm going to be a healer. I'm going to, st- I'm going to step out this time and I am going to, to forgive. I'm going to step out this time and I'm going to step out and love again. Some of us have been hurt to the point that we don't even want to love again. But how many know that God is a healer and he is a deliverer and he will give you the grace to do what you cannot do in your own power. We talked last week about it's a good time to rest. Everybody say rest. rest. Now we think about resting, and you said last week it was an oxymoron because, you know, we think about resting, this is, this is, it seems to be this is the most busiest time of the year, and Pastor, you're talking about rest. Well, understand what I mean when I say rest. When we're talking about rest, we're not talking about doing nothing. How many know that there are people today that who are depressing and they're sleeping a whole lot, but they're not at rest in their souls. How I many know you can be so troubled in your spirit that you can't find rest anywhere because rest is an attitude, it's in your heart, it's your spirit. And so what we talked about it last week is it is not God's will that we be walking around worried, angry, frustrated. God wants us to be at rest. 
Because when we're at rest, we're better position ourselves so that we can really flow with God. I mean, you want to really flow with God in this holiday season. So God wants you to be at rest. God don't want you to fake it and make it. He wants you to really be at rest in your souls. And so I don't know about you, but this season, I really purpose in my heart that I am going to rejoice. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Everybody say all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. In other words, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. How many know that if your mind is stayed on Jesus, you're going to be all right? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to be all right. Say, say, don't give up on me yet. Look at it, tell him. Say, say, I'm going to be, I'm going to be just fine. And so today I want to talk about this issue of giving and serving others. How many know that this is a good time to give and to serve. One of the things we know about our Savior Jesus is that the Bible says that he came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. Now, I really want you to really open your hearts this morning because part of you will say, well, Pastor, I know what that means, but I really want to dig a little bit deeper this morning because this must be not just something that we do, but this must be who we are. When the Bible talks about serving, how many know that Christians ought to be the example when it comes to serving other people? When the world really want to know what it means to serve, what it means to sacrifice, what it means to lay down your life, how many know the church should lead the way in that? Because Jesus came to serve. And how many know that we are to follow his pattern? Everything Jesus did, I mean, every day, every moment, every opportunity he had, he was always looking to serve. He was always looking to give. So we're going to talk about some things as it relates to that this morning. Uh, now, let, let me say this, because I just want to put some of you at ease, because I know how this works. I've been, I've been a pastor for many years, so I know how people think. So if we talk about giving, we're not, we're not just talking about giving to the church. How many know that, that, uh, that, that you ought to support your local church? The church said amen. Uh, your tithes and your offering, how many know all to support the local church? Because God has established the local church by which and through to express his kingdom in the earth. So how many know, everybody knows right off bat that, that the church is to fund the kingdom of God. Come on, raise your hand and say, say you believe. It's the church, not the government. It's the church. We are the people of God. and It is our job to fund the work of God in the earth. But when I talk about giving, I want to talk about it from a much broader perspective. When I talk about giving and serving, I'm talking about not just giving your money. I'm talking about giving your time, serving other people, and doing it the right way. And we must understand that there are principles as it relates to giving. How many know that you can give and you can serve and you can do a whole lot of things, but if your motive and your heart is not right, you won't be blessed? Did y'all hear what I just said? This is why when we talk about tithing, this is why I've always taken the position is to try to appeal to you through your heart and not try to put this forced guilt on you because how many know that you can give it, but if your heart is not right, you won't be blessed anyway. So I want to give us the right attitude in what it means really to serve, what it really means to really give. Uh, I was talking with a coworker, I work, um, a person I work with, and her and her husband, they, um, they always invite foreign exchange students uh, over to their home. 
And anybody know about the foreign exchange program, how that works? It's basically you become a host family for a kid that's coming from another country. Now, they happen to be believers. They go to church every Sunday. They love the Lord and all of that. And, but, but how many know that when you have a stranger come in your house, that, that's a sacrifice? Uh, you know, because when you bring in a foreign exchange, a student that's a foreigner, who you don't, you don't know them. You don't know if they're going to really be able to, to get along with the family. You got to feed them. You got to take care of them. And you have to take time out of your busy schedule, right, to make sure that they understand the American experience. How do you know what I'm talking about? So you really don't know all that you're getting into. But I've always admired them because of the fact that they're willing to open up their home. How do you know that's a big deal? Come on, somebody. It's a big deal to open up your home and let somebody that you don't even know to come in. But if you have a Christ-like attitude, how do you know it's biblical? Now, so I was talking to her, and she mentioned to me yesterday by way of text, she says, I want you to pray for our foreign exchange student. And she had reminded me, listen to me, that this student uh, is from France. In fact, the terrorist attack that happened, it happened in her neighborhood. Not only that, some of the other places that the terrorist attacks were, uh, were places that she frequents. Now, I, I said that to say that because of their willingness, the, these Christian people willing to open up their home and say, you know, I'm going to serve, I'm going to give, I'm going I'm to sacrifice, they're able to impact this girl in a significant way. How many know that all of us need to follow those kinds of examples? Because you never know that when you lay down your life to serve, let me tell you something, how big of a deal that is in the presence of God. How God will forever change your life. Many of you know, and I brag about it all the time. I'm not bragging about me. I'm bragging about God because this, was, this sealed the deal for me. Me and my wife, we took our, uh, my brother in at 13 years old and we raised him. He was, a, he was a gun toter. He was a drug dealer. We brought him inside of our home. And everybody said, you're crazy. My wife was pregnant at the time. And everybody said, don't bring him in. He's going to be a problem. And we decided to put uh, feet to our faith. And we decided to step out and say, you know what? Even though we don't know all that we're getting into, Jesus came to give his life to serve and, and, and to die for all of us. Amen? Amen. So how many know he wants us to give some things? Amen. And so we gave, we gave, we sacrificed. And today this man is a man of God. He is blessed. He is working on his doctorate in Jesus' name. His life has been significantly transformed. Why? Because we decided that we're going to step out of our comfort zone and we're going to be a blessing to somebody else. Now, I want to take you through a couple of verses. I don't think I'm going to keep you here that long. That's my goal. Uh, Let's look at Acts uh, Acts chapter 20, verses 33 and 35. Go ahead and turn there real quick. Acts chapter number 20, verses 33 to 35. Are you there? Everybody should be there because I'm guessing they probably have it on the screen behind me. So when I said, are you there, everybody should have said, come on, nice and loud. There we go. This is the Apostle Paul talking. Listen, here's what he says. He says, I have coveted no one silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who are with me. Look at this, church. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, get this, that you must support the weak. 
And remember, listen to this, get this, the words of the Lord Jesus. Oh, I love this verse. Are you ready to say amen? That he said, it is more blessed to give than receive. Now, if I were to ask you the question, is it more blessed to give than receive? I'm sure that everybody is going to say, oh, yeah, absolutely. But if I was to ask the question, do we act like it, we might have to hesitate just a little bit. Because it's easy, you know, one of the things that, you know, you, you hear, you know, being, you know, being in church in all these years and, and, and you know, you hear Christian give their testimony. And, 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 and it's nothing wrong with you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with giving your testimony. Amen. It's nothing wrong with talking about how God blessed you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And, but one of the things I've discovered is that Christian always, we just seem to be so enamored with the fact of what God has blessed me with. But here's the thing. I wish that we would be just as excited to say, God gave me an opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else. Uh, you know what? God, God enabled me the other day. I was able to give. I was able to share. You know, and it felt so good. I just can't wait. I'm going to dance. I'm going to shout hallelujah because God has anointed me to be a blessing to somebody else. We don't do it like that, do we? Paul said in the words of Jesus that it's more blessed. It's more, everybody say more blessed. How many of you want to be not just blessed? but you would like to be more blessed. Come on, just show of hands. Who would like to be more blessed? Anybody here believe the Bible? Paul said, in the words of Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, how many know that strikes against our nature in a lot of ways? Because culture says everything different. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I I had a friend of mine some, uh, some years ago, I a brother who was a giver. I mean, his brother just loved And he's one of them brothers that when he gave, he gave. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, the brother was, he, you will want this brother to bless you. He was a giver. And I used to laugh at him because he gave with no strings attached. Everybody say no strings. See, that's real biblical giving when you give with no strings attached. Watch this now. Watch. So he would sit there, and, and he would always, he would give people real nice gifts. And you know what he would do? He would make them, he would say, Open a gift. Now, now, he never gave you a gift. You, 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 if he gave you a gift, you could not go home and say, I'm going to open this gift. No, no. He would sit you down. He said, open it. He would make you, he would make, my wife knows what I'm talking about. He would make you open a gift. And you would think, and he'd be sitting there the whole time while you're pulling the wrapping paper. He's like, <laughs> you know, and, and, then, and, and, you, and then once you open a gift and he saw that expression on your face, he was like, <laughs> You like that, don't you like that? And he was just, you would have thought that he got a million dollars. But he was rejoicing, get this church, because he had the opportunity to give someone else, and, and, it, and it blessed his heart. How many know that that's the way every Christian ought to be? Come on, come on. When you have, the Bible says, I'm, I'm more blessed when I give. So this, so I'm, I'm shattering some ways of thinking here because some of you already been telling everybody what you want for Christmas. Here's what I want. And kids, y'all know y'all. Don't y'all try to act safe, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all know y'all be telling. This is what I want. <laughs> some of us, we're already there, man. Yo, I want, and, and some of us, man, we get, come on, we get upset. 
If, if we bless, and then don't let me have to, don't let me have blessed you with something real good and you forgot me. Oh, I'm preaching real good today. Ah, uh, you know, uh, brother, uh, you know, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, what do you want for good? Oh, I don't want nothing. And then as soon as you don't get something, you mad. <laughs> I mean, I gave this. Or if you get a gift that you don't think is worth, it's like, what's this? Yeah, thank you. And then you go and you just upset, mad. That's a sign that you don't believe this verse. Because if you have the mind of Jesus, it doesn't matter. Oh, y'all don't want to hear. Y'all don't really want to hear this this morning, do you? Because Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. So if I don't get anything, are you really okay with that? Oh, boy. I struck a chord this morning. But God got you. So Paul's whole thing was, Paul said this. Paul said, look, these hands, he said, whatever I did, I wasn't trying to make money. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get anything from you. I did what I did because, number one, I love you. And I did what I did because I understand that it's, I'm blessed. How I many know you're blessed and nobody else acknowledge you? If you do it with the right heart, you are blessed. If pastor don't come and pet you on the back, it doesn't matter to you because you are still blessed. If they don't acknowledge what you did, you need to be at a place that it's okay. I'm still what? I'm still blessed because I did it for all the right reasons. Let's take you a little bit deeper. Oh, you want to go a little bit deeper? All right? All right? Now look at Luke chapter 6, verse 35. See, I got one amen. Somebody must be in my sermon. Hallelujah. It says, but love your enemies. Uh-oh, this is, well, now we're talking Christmas now, ain't we? We're talking Thanksgiving now. Love your enemies. Watch this. Look, look, look at this part of this verse. He says, do good, watch this now, and lend. Everybody say lend. <laughs> and hoping for nothing in return. Stop right there. Hold up. Wait a minute. You ever lent yourself, lent something to somebody they didn't bring it back? <laughs> oh, Oh, come on, were you, ready, were you ready to go over there and take their head off? And then, and then they look at you like, they don't even know what you're talking about. Come on, somebody. But see, I've learned, I learned how to overcome that. Because see, if I give it to you, I let you use it, then I'm already prepared to give it away to you. That's just the way I do it. If, if I expect it back, then more than likely you're going to get it. That's just me. That's how I operate. Because when I give it, I'm prepared that you might not bring it back. That's how I am. That's how I operate. But when I give it, then I know, you know what? You know what? If they don't bring it back, I know I'm blessed. Why? Because the scripture says, lend and hoping for nothing in return. Oh, good God. Did, I, did y'all just read that right? Let me, y'all read it. But love your enemy, do good, and lend and hoping for what? Come on. <laughs> how many, I asked y'all a question earlier. How many love the word? And that's what the word said, doesn't it? See, don't mess with me. I got the word behind me. Y'all can look funny all you want to. <laughs> Watch this. Let's go a little bit deeper. Look at Luke chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Are you there? Say amen. Yes, amen. You're there. It's on the screen. Here we go. He said, but when you give a feast, how many like to have, how many you plan on giving a feast this Thanksgiving? Come on, give them a, give, show me your hands. How many you plan on having some folks over this? Come on, let's see them. Watch this. God got a word for you this morning. Are you ready for the word? <laughs> 
But when you give a feast, invite what? The poor. The maimed. The lame and the blind. Now, this ain't a group that many of us are too particular with. Come on, can we be real? We think about inviting people over. Do you think like this? Watch this. And you will be what? You will be blessed because they cannot repay you. Watch this now. Now, this, this is deep. Here he's saying, he said, when you have a beast, invite the poor. Invite those who have nothing. Who Invite those who can't bless you back. Because a lot of times, a lot of us have the mentality that we're given just to get back. How many, know, how many know that every time a billionaire or somebody got a lot of money, just because they're given a whole lot of money, don't mean they're trying to give it from their heart. Sometimes they're just giving so they can keep more. As, ex, exactly, a tax write off. I mean, no, they, they're, they're hoping to gain some advantage. But he says, no, but when you and I give, when we throw a feast, he said, invite the folks that cannot repay you back. And then the whole point of it is, and bless them real good. Bless them. And, and knowing that when you're giving it, you may not get nothing in return. I knew a lady one time that um, <laughs> she, uh, she uh, provided a service, and she uh, it was a wedding, and she made all the the, the bride and the and the and the bridesmaids dresses. She made all the dresses, and 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 she knew the couple didn't really have any money. They were just they were just kind of starting off. They they didn't have any money, and uh, and so they were just going to do a small wedding. And she said, Oh, oh no, oh no, 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 y'all not going to do it. No, you're going to have a big. We're going to invite the family. Da 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 da. And and so she made all the dresses, supposedly free of charge. Everybody said free of charge. So what they, she said, they said, so what do you want? I don't want nothing. I just want to be a blessing. I mean, know that when that wedding came and everybody celebrated and the bride and the groom got in the car and they left and they gave one dime, we got, listen, we got word. She was fired up. How could they not do this? And bless? All that work. Stay mad for a couple of years. <laughs> Some of the sisters like this. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say. Uh. But that's how people do. But, but Jesus says, when you do it, bless in such a way that you know that you may not get it here and now. That's okay. But you know in the resurrection. How many know that when you give, you need to have an eternal perspective? Because when God rewards you, he really rewards you. God's blessing has staying power. Do you hear me? God's blessings are eternal. When God bless you, God knows to bless you real good. God, how many want the blessing of God over the, the faith? Come on, church. I don't know about you. I want the blessing of God. Because I know if God bless me, I'm blessed. So, so, I mean, if you want to thank me, that's great. But I want you to know, just in case you want to trip, I'm all right with that. Because people will trip from time to time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what is the kind of giving that God blesses? Well, we'll let's go back to our foundational text in Matthew chapter number 6. Now, we're talking about charitable deeds here. We're not talking about the verse found in Matthew where the Bible talks about let men see your good works and glorify your Father. That dealt more with our character and our Christian lifestyle. I mean, no, people need to see us living for Christ. They need to know, and we need to exalt Christ in our lifestyle. We're not talking about that. So here we're talking about a charitable deed. That's what this verse 
in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, is talking about. So here's the first thing that Jesus says. He says this. Watch this. He says, now, do not do your charitable deeds to be seen of men. All right? So we're talking about principles for giving and serving this year. Because I'm gonna, somebody's going to get set free. Say amen. amen. Come on, you're going to get set free. Listen, because you're going to give this time with purpose. You're going to really know where your blessing comes from. So, so watch this. Jesus says, now take heed. In other words, be careful. He said, watch out. All right? He says, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by men. Otherwise, you have no reward from your father. I don't know about you, but that's very scary. That's very scary to me. So what the Pharisees would oftentimes do is that they, will, they would give a gift. They would bless somebody. They would bless Sister John. They would bless oh, Sister John. Oh, Brother John. Oh, God. Somebody say, help me, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. We just decided all got y'all messed up. Anyway, so, you know, but, but you know, somebody would, you know, you know, what the Pharisees would do, they would, they would bless somebody, you know. And, and every time they blessed, they wanted everybody to know. Because they wanted to receive the glory. They wanted everybody to say, oh, look at what Brother Pharisee did. Oh, wonderful. And so they didn't know about just giving a gift and, and keeping it quiet. They would give a gift and, watch, and they had to let everybody know. You know anybody like that? Every time they bless you, they got to tell everybody else. I read you kept the thing. I mean, really, are you going to go tell everybody? I mean, come on now. Uh, you, know, you know, bless me. You know, bless me, but keep your mouth. Look at Nathan, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Jesus says, so when you do a charitable deed, how many, how many of you love the Bible? This is Jesus talking. He says, now, when you do a charitable deed, he says, do not do it to be seen of men. So watch this. So my giving, I'm not looking for a pat on the back. I'm not looking for you. I'm not looking to get self-glorification because that's what's happening. That's what we're really after, right? We want people to look at Here's what the Pharisee was doing. They wanted people to look at them so that they can parade and say how awesome they were because they are such givers. But here's the problem. Jesus said they had no reward. How many know that you can give in such a way that even though you give it, God don't bless it? Come on, every, 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 everybody that got gifts and stuff don't mean it's blessed. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says here, look at this church. He says, watch. He says, otherwise you have no reward. Human, the human institution of man can, can bless you and say, oh, I really need things. But if your motive is not right in the presence of God, you won't receive a blessing. How many know I'm trying to position you for a blessing this year? Is anybody want a real blessing this year? Perhaps some of us are not blessed. Come on, church. Some of us are not really blessed in our giving because our motives are all jacked up. And we can't understand. God, I gave. I did what you said. But, yeah, you were mad about it. Lord, I gave, yeah, you gave, but you went and you blessed and you told everybody because you want everybody to recognize you. And you know how church folk is. When church folk don't get recognized, they get up, upset. Sorry to say something else, but. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? Church folk. Some of us have been serving in ministry for a long time. We know, man, when people don't get recognized, they start tripping. They say, oh, God, man, I, I did that. I did that. 
get upset. But, but I don't know about you. I want a reward from the Father. Does anybody want a reward from the Father? I want God to bless my works. Watch it. He says, and look, and he takes it a step further. Verse number two. He said, don't sound a trumpet like the hypocrites. <laughs> no, the Pharisees, obviously he was obviously talking about the, the, the Pharisees because that's what they would do. But he said, don't sound a trumpet. In other words, if you're going to bless somebody this year, let the Bible says in Proverbs, I believe, 27, 2, let another man praise you and not your own mouth. If somebody, listen to me, if somebody blesses you or, or you bless somebody, let them talk about it. But don't you go around and make, you know, oh, I got to make sure that people know what I did. Why were you doing it? So did you do it so that people can know or did you do it in the presence of God? Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? He says, don't sound the trumpet like the hypocrites do. See, how many know sounding the trumpet is really a sign of unbelief? Maybe I'll go on this side. Sounding the trumpet is really a sign of unbelief. Why are you sounding the trumpet? Because you're afraid that you might not get recognized. You're afraid that God might have forgotten all about you. You're afraid that somebody may not have known all this stuff that you did behind the scenes. So what do you do? I just blessed somebody. Everybody needs to know I gave it to you. Blowing that trumpet, man. Just blowing that trumpet. I got it. Somebody got it. And what we're really saying is, I don't really believe the word of God, that God said that he'll reward me. Isn't that what it says here? Look, look at verse number, um, mm, verse number four in, in Matthew chapter six. Are you there? Say amen. He said, that your charitable deed may be done in what? Now, I'm, this is Bible. Y'all see it? He said, when you do your or alms or however you want to bless, he said, it should be done in what? Secret. Everybody say secret. Yeah, y'all know what secret means? Y'all wanna know what secret means? Watch this. I'm, I'm gonna let y'all inside. Y'all ready? It means secret. <laughs> secret means secret. So when you're blessed, he says, do it in secret. So watch this. Find somebody to bless this year and don't tell nobody that you did it. Because then God says, and your father who sees in secret will himself. Everybody, y'all see that verse? Come on, will himself. Now, 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 understand who you're talking about. You're talking about God. You're talking about the one that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You're, you're talking about the one who created the heavens and the earth. You're talking about the one who has all power in his hand. You're talking about the one who owns everything. And God, him, nobody richer than him. He said, and God himself will reward you openly. So guess what? So you don't need to try to preempt God. He already said he's going to bless you openly. How I many know that takes faith? That takes faith. Because sometimes you do your stuff and you wonder, you know, how I many know it's natural in all of us to want to think, man, does anybody, does anybody see, does anybody know? But Jesus, he says, then when you do it, no, no. He says, when you do it in secret, your father himself will reward you openly. In other words, 
Let God do what he's going to do. And God, when God blesses you, like I said before, it is unlike any other blessing you, ever can, you, you can ever get from man. Come on, somebody. Do you want man's blessing or do you want God's blessing? I, I don't know about you, but I've been doing this for about, what, 50 years? Oh, I'm 50 years old. I'm still trying to swallow that. Oh, oh Jesus. Y'all need to pray for pastors. I, this 50 thing is kicking my butt. I mean, they're sending me stuff. In the, look, I'm tripping. Sending me stuff. How y'all getting my address? You know, AAR. Give me AAR. Anyway, that's a whole nother. I'm sorry. Okay. I got I to stay on point here. <laughs> So when Jesus says here that don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing, Jesus, now how many know it's, it's really hard for your right hand not to know what your left hand is doing because it's all attached. But what Jesus was really saying was that the intensity of, of, of how we give, it should, it should be private. It shouldn't be blasting. This is, it goes to show how serious Jesus was. He's don't let your right hand know. In other words, he's saying don't, I mean, in, even in this context, he's really saying, so nobody should know. See, how many know we're talking about real principles of giving? This is the way that we ought to give this year. This is the way you ought to give. Thanksgiving, Christmas, this is how you ought to give. And for those of you who don't get what you want, already settle it in your mind right now that you're okay with it. Amen. And you're not going to bless them thinking that they're going to bless you because, you know, people take that verse in Matthew chapter 6, verse 38, when the Bible says, give, it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. People take that, that's, that's a, pastor, that's a give to get verse right there. No, it's not. Jesus was simply stating a principle. But the whole point of that verse is that when you give, you give with the right heart, the right attitude, the right motive, God will bless you, and God will give you an abundance, watch this, so that you can give more away. How do you know for the Christian, it's all about giving? I, I'm going to say that again. For the Christian, it's all about giving. So if God make you rich, he didn't make you rich for you to hold it to yourself. Y'all remember the man in the Bible? He said he was rich. He said, oh. he said I'm rich. He said, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a whole lot of barns. I'm going to store up all of my stuff. And the Bible calls him a fool. He said, you fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then who will that stuff go to that you've been holding on to? How many know you ought to give away? You ought to give every chance you get. I look at the name and say, give. Yeah. You ought to serve, serve, serve. Figure out a way. Get out there. Do everything. Love giving. Enjoy it. Just be a giver because you're going to get blessed. Is anybody hearing me? Here's a, here's a few things I'm going to leave you with, and then I'm done. Record time in Jesus' name. I've only been preaching about 10 minutes. Record time. Y'all are supposed to laugh, isn't Y'all, I got one laugh. Come on. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? Lord, we need a spirit. Of, we need to have a laughing service when we, uh, some, yeah. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Here we go. All right. So here's, here's a, a, just three things I want, I want you to think about as it relates to giving and, and as it relates to serving. Because it's really about giving and serving. Amen? Amen? Watch. It's all about attitude. I knew attitude means a whole lot to God. Your attitude. The Bible says, and uh, I believe it's Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 7. Get this verse. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And in some translations, it says, let this attitude be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. 
because he was God in flesh, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. Jesus didn't just serve. He was a server at heart. So what, here's, what the, here's what God wants. God wants us to have an attitude of serving. You know, one of the, the, the pictures that Jesus left for his disciples in John's Gospel, chapter 13, you remember he sat and he washed the disciples' feet? He was painting this picture. He said, he said I'm the Lord of glory. He said, he said you call me Lord, and, and I am Lord. But he said, but look at my example. He got down in the dirty places. How many know that sometimes when you serve, it gets dirty? It's not always pretty. Come on. Jesus got down to the Lord's covenant, the Lord's place, and he began to wash feet. And he wanted to send a message that this is really what it's all about. It's all about serving. And he said, now, before I leave, I want this image to be in your head. How many know it wasn't just about foot washing? See, we don't have foot washing service because people think that's what it's all about. No, it's easier, come on, it's easier to wash somebody's foot than to get up in the midnight hour and go have to serve somebody across the street. Come on, somebody. Come on. So, so it ain't nothing about washing your feet. Jesus was using that as an example. He said, I want this to stick. Have this attitude. How many know service and giving is about attitude? We need to have an attitude of giving. How many know it's a good time to give? It's a good time to serve. But how many know we got to do it with the right heart and with the right motives if we're going to be blessed? Number two, you hear this sometimes, and people, Christians say, well, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm free in Jesus. You're free. Use your liberty to serve. Use your liberty to serve. You know, I can't tell you how to go about doing what you're going to do this holiday season. I can't, you know, it's, it's really up to you. But Galatians 5, 13 to 14 says this. So you, brother, have been called to liberty. You've been free. Nobody can judge you. I'm not going to sit here and judge you and say you ain't doing, I'm, that's not my place. Right? Because you're free. Everybody say free. free. Say as a free. Come on, say as a free. I'm trying to get y'all, like, unraveled. Y'all's tense today. For, for you, brethren, have been called in liberty. All right, there you go. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. All right, so I'm free, so I'm not going to use my freedom as an opportunity to serve myself. That's what he's saying there, right? I'm not going to use it as an opportunity to serve my own interests. Watch this. For, for, but, but through love, serve what? One another. That's, there it is right there. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. God cares about your neighbor across the street. Maybe your neighbor across the street got a whole bunch of leaves, and maybe they can't go rake their leaves up. Oh, Jesus, some of you have said, look down, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. The Holy Spirit might just speak to you. Why don't you go get a rake and rake somebody else's leaves? Oh, God. I think the Holy Spirit just hit somebody because this is the leaf season. Come on. You know, and I know if you drive by my house, the Holy Spirit is going to yell at you. Help pastor get them leaves out of his yard. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of them in Jesus' name. No, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't butchering the scripture there. I, I really don't want you to do that unless you really want to. You feel led of the Lord. I really don't want you to do that unless you feel led of the Lord. That's just if you feel led of the Lord. That's it. If you feel. But I don't really. No, I'm not. It. Okay. All right. So then, then number three, we are called, I mean, we're called to meet urgent needs. This is, this is, this is, this is our calling. Everybody say calling. calling. Titus 3.14 says, and let our people also learn to maintain good works. There it is to meet urgent needs, that they may not be unfruitful. 
So these are, these are just three little things I just want to give you to, to help you think. It's about your attitude. It's about using your liberty and your freedom that you have as a Christian not to serve yourself. Don't use this, this holiday season as an opportunity to try to get. Use this time as an opportunity to give. All right? And that we want to be people that help to meet urgent needs. This is our calling. And I want to leave you with this verse, and then I'm done. I didn't even write the verse. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. Here it is right here. This is, this is God's words to us in this season. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, right, willing to share. Isn't this wonderful? And, here's what, and so when we do that, here's what he says. Here's the result. He's storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come. There it is. That they may lay hold of eternal life. God said when we do this, man, we're laying a strong foundation for eternity. So now you know how to give. So now, how many of you say now, I say, you, you would say now, you know, Pastor, I'm really going to focus on just giving and not wanting nothing back. Come on. I'm, I'm going to do it different. And all the other times I've been hoping somebody, but this time I'm going to give with no strings attached. And I'm going to serve my fellow man for the glory of Christ. Amen. Amen. You received that word. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You received that. Amen. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. God, we thank you this morning, God, that so much of what you have done, God, has freed us, Lord God, to where we are blessed beyond measure. The blessing of God has been all over us, Lord. We have been blessed coming in, and God, we have been blessed coming out. And God, you've met our needs, God. Lord, if you didn't do anything else for us, you did more than enough. God, you have done more than enough. And so we're asking this morning, God, that you would help us, Lord, to be mindful that it truly is more blessed to give than to receive. Help us to live out that reality. Because, Lord God, we confess that there are times, Lord God, when we focus on ourselves far too much and we miss the opportunities that are all around us. If you're here this morning and you have never devoted your life to Christ, we want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. Because the best thing that you can do for yourself if you don't know him is to surrender to him. Because he gave of himself, he gave of his life so that you and I can have life and have it more abundantly. That's you this morning. You say, Pastor, Pastor Gary, I, I, I have never truly given my life to Jesus. But today, I want to give my life completely and totally to him. I don't want to live for myself no more. I want to live for him. I want to serve him the rest of the days of my life on this earth. If that's you, just lift your hand up. I just want to pray with you. Come on, Jesus loves you so much that he died that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Is there one? You say, I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to go all the way with Jesus. Is there one? Thank you, Lord.